0: This is Running Life and Stuff, the podcast proving that life is for squeezing. Here's your host, Craig Allen. Hello and welcome to the pod, Running Life and Stuff. I'm Craig and this week we're going to talk about recovery. So welcome Anna and Anna will talk about her running.
1: Let's not (laughs) talk about my running just yet. So last podcast we were talking about how you sort of got through your Spanish ultra marathon and how actually afterwards you're in bits how do you go about fixing your body because we were talking about how on this race your ankles have taken an absolute battering and i was like why do you think that is and you're like uh because i did not have my shoes tight enough i was like well, why don't you just tie them up then
0: <laughs> yeah so obviously um we talked about the race before now i'm in i'm in full recovery mode And um, I'm checking in with my body. And as I mentioned, my ankles, for whatever reason, have taken a battery. Maybe it was all the rocks uh, from the race. Um, Maybe it was because I didn't have my shoes tight enough uh, to protect my ankles. But, yeah, now it's all about recovery, going into full recovery mode, getting myself ready to start training, start my next block of training, ready for my next race. And it's important as well. The last 48 hours is just checking in. And I've realised, yeah, my ankles are very sore. My feet are very sore.
1: To the point where you've not been able to sleep?
0: Yeah, to the point where I've not really been able to, you know, the second night after the race, my ankles felt like they were in a clamp, as it were. I'd flown straight back from Spain to get into work, travelled on trains. I'd done buses, trains and automobiles and not given myself my proper routine of recovery as I normally would do. So I'm kind of playing catch up.
1: Do you think you're paying the price a little bit?
0: I'm definitely paying the price, 100%. So I'm now playing what I would normally do now. I'm kind of treating yesterday as as day one, as it were, of my recovery. And, um, yeah, just getting back into the self-care mode, going, right, okay, what would I normally have done the day after the race? So I've put that in place. I'm trying to get the right food inside. me. my appetite's come back, I'm just hoovering food.
1: What have you had today already?
0: I started my traditional day with a massive bowl of porridge as I normally normally do, and then that wasn't good enough, so I had some more. I had some toast, and then I've <laughs> been drinking huel shakes all day, so I had like three huel shakes. Three, okay. three, three huel shakes. I, and even now there are about
1: four hundred calories in a complete know.
0: meal in one. It's just kind of like, as I said, it's almost like my body's gone right. You're back home now you've not followed the correct routine, let's let's start eating. And I'm literally, even now I'm hungry. So at lunch I had a, a pasta pot uh, at lunch and uh, I've just been snacking on fruit, bananas all day. And I feel I'm in mean, my body's now craving and I can feel like it's craving different food because it's going we're in this full recovery period. And even now I've eaten probably three, 4,000 calories today and I'm still hungry.
1: Do you know how many calories you kind of burn in such, because you were running for nine hours. Yeah. Do you monitor that?
0: Yeah, I mean, if I remember right, I think we burnt about 6,000 calories on the race <sighs> on Sunday. So, so it's no
1: wonder that your body's like, please refuel me. Yeah,
0: please refuel me. It was interesting because, as i said before in a previous pod, for me, after the race, I'm not that hungry. Mm. And then about two or three hours after, I needed some food, so I got some carbs inside just whatever i could find in a restaurant open and then the day after i kind of go off food it's kind of like Mm. my body goes into well it's really hurting and i'm like i'm in my mind i'm going i'm hungry but my body's going we need to fix yourself um and then slowly as the week goes on you just kind of get hungrier and hungrier so it's like as your body's repairing it's just craving different food and hopefully if i've eaten well today i might sleep better tonight
1: And I was just thinking as well, you were saying that your actual journey back from the race was considerably different to what it would normally be. So actually, whilst you might be in the comfort of a car or something and somebody driving you, that just wasn't possible this time. So explain to us how your journey home was different and... How that might have impacted on you as well.
0: The journey coming back was not ideal. I knew that I would have to fly home the next day just for work commitments. So literally the next morning, it was like right. I could hardly move. I'm right. I've got to get my bags. I've got to get in a taxi. Get and to the. Get normally to the, you
1: have somebody to help you, right? Yeah. Normally
0: I've got either my friends or family with me. But literally, I'm like right. I'm in the world of pain. I'm in the pain cave. I'm. I just don't want to move. But I know I've got to move. Movement is the best way forward. So it was like, literally, I've got to get myself to the taxi, right? I've got to get the taxi. Then it was like, I've got to get myself into the airport, check my bag in, then I've got to get through the airport, get on the aeroplane, know that I've got to sit still for another two and a half hours on the flight home, and nothing was ideal. Then once I landed, it was like, right, I've got to now get on the train and sit on the train for another two and a half hours. But it wasn't
1: even that, it's like... you had to go downstairs, massive rucksack, massive bag. Your ankles and your feet are absolutely, was, like, in bits. And was, you even said you asked someone for help and they were like, nah, mate, yeah, do it yourself. I,
0: it was crazy. It was crazy. It was the first time I'd ever really been in that situation. So I'm literally, I'm, I get off the flight, go through the airport, thought, right, I need to get on the platform for the train. But there was no lift. So I like, how am I going to get down the stairs? And I... It's amazing, isn't it? I just asked them for some help. Nobody helped. And the best way I always find to go down the stairs when your legs are hurting. On your bum? (laughs) It's on my bum. (laughs) It's either backwards or sideways. So I adopted the sideways approach down the stairs.
1: Like you were wearing ice skates? (laughs)
0: Yeah. Literally, I was just going down the stairs sideways.
1: But even getting your gear onto the train it was annoying, like, anyone mate. knows if you've gone away for the weekend or coming back from uni or whatever, just having one bag and lugging it onto a train over that gap and into those like really weird storage areas. It's, it's hard.
0: It's a- I'm a rucksack on my back and then I had my, my big hold all with all my race kit and So I'd get that on the train. There was no there was no luggage racks free. They had to sit still for two and a half hours, two hours or however long it was on the train. And then once I got off the train, I'd get out of the station. There was no lifts. It was up and down the different platforms. (laughs) Then I had to get into a car, lift to the hotel, and then spend the night in the hotel. No sleep at all in the hotel because my ankles were hurt. All my body was... I I hadn't got any home comforts with me.
1: Didn't you end up on the floor? Yeah.
0: The only way I could get comfortable was literally getting on the floor in the hotel room and putting my feet up against the bed and just trying to get myself in a comfortable position because I'd not... It was the first time I'd raced, you know, since RaceCross Scotland, and so I knew I was going to be in a lot more pain or discomfort, um, or as I call it, in just recovery mode than what I was before. I think I watched every hour of being in the hotel room, and then the next day, obviously, i been to work for the day, then I had to travel back home, so I had another two and a half hours in the car. The time I got back, 48 hours after the race, that's why I say that now I'm kind of in that recovery mode. I'm treating this as day one. I'm, I'm back home. I've got... All my home comforts around, I'm back in my bed, I've got everything I need, I can start that recovery mode.
1: And there's actually a reason for why you're like, I had to put my legs in the air, which I guess if you're a runner, you're like, yeah, I get that. But for me as a non-runner, I'm like, that sounds a bit weird. But there's a good reason, and there's somebody who really helps get you back into shape, that person... Is Abby, and she sounds like an angel.
0: Abby is from MindFit Yoga. She helps with the recovery, and I always reach out to Abby to get me back moving, help my body get in a recovery state. And Abby's here right now. Um, thanks for joining us today. How did you get into yoga?
2: So I first got into yoga from an injury, so I had a bit of a dodgy knee, lots of years of dancing, um, kind of over-u- overusing my legs really. So um, my knees were were not liking any jumping, running, even swimming wasn't that great for me. So I was looking for a way to not have less impact basically and uh, my mum suggested um, for me to go to a yoga class and I was like "Mm, okay I'll, I'll give it a go. So I went along and did not get it at all. Um, I was like, it's not a sport. It's not dance. It's not an aerobic class. I just didn't understand any of it. It was probably partly me, partly maybe the teacher. Um, So yeah, I just didn't get it. And then I had to go back a few times for me to go, oh, okay, now it's like it's clicked. and I understand this now. And it was like a whole, wow, this is different. This is like I say, not like a sport, it's not dance, it's it's breathwork, it's mindful movement and it's the only thing that really helped my knee. Um, I thought, wow, th- there's definitely something in this. So I went on a yoga retreat and then just didn't look back ever since.
0: You didn't look back since didn't then. Didn't look back. It is interesting. Um, I first met Abby a good few years ago now yeah. after I was recovering from a knee operation and... Um, also, I needed to start being more flexible. Why did you need to
1: be more flexible?
0: Because one of the problems I had is obviously as a runner, one of the things you don't do is you don't stretch. or well, you know, you don't, you're supposed to, but you don't. Why don't you? It's just the thing, you just want to run, don't you? You just want to run. <laughs> Literally, it's just like. I was
1: too eager. I can't know. stretch. <laughs> what? Five seconds. Uh uh-uh,
0: uh. I'm running. <laughs> but as, as, a, as runners, you know, how can I can only speak for myself, we don't kind of you know enjoy stretching and the warming you know the warming up and the cooling down so i first met abby and introduced me to yoga and i've not looked back since it was you know i've just come back from a race and i went to see abby yesterday and i couldn't move when i walked in you know and then after about an hour moving a lot better Do you see many runners that come to you about flexibility?
2: With regards to stretching, which I guess people think of yoga, they think of the stretch, which, yes, it definitely is stretching. And particularly when I've previously taught in gyms or like health club environments, people particularly fellas come to class for a stretch because they've done the gym workout and they either can't be bothered to do it themselves or not sure which stretches are best or whatever. So they come to class, um, to yoga class, to think they're getting a stretch. Now, there's lots of different types of yoga. <laughs> and if, if they want a stretch, maybe my style of yoga is, is maybe not the best one. So I teach quite a flowing um, yep. style, which is amazing for just getting the body moving, getting it going. But... L- lots less static stretching it's more dynamic stretching which actually research has shown that actually the dynamic stretches are probably better for athletes or people who are gym goers runners etc the gym environment is quite an interesting one it
0: it is interesting i remember before i met abby and my physio said to me don't go to yoga on your own you know don't go to a group Mm. class because you know you'll go at it at 100 miles an hour and you might do yourself more injury than what we're trying to prevent I did do that I went to the first class on my own with a group and it didn't kind of work very well hence when I met Abby and I was like i rightly just assumed that as Abby just said yoga was just kind of just standing stretches like you do in the gym you see everybody stretching and like this but I realised it's about moving better and getting the movement going yeah I have to say though I did like I'm going to get it wrong so I do apologise there was one yoga class that Abby said you should come to it was rest Yoga. Restorative, restorative yoga. Restorative yoga.
1: That
2: that's a hard restorative. word to say. Yeah. Rest, just I'm think so rest, rest, rest yoga. Rest <laughs> yoga. So oh, I'll come on to that. <laughs>
0: Abby runs this uh, class, which is rest yoga. I'm yeah. not going to attempt to say it again. Yeah. And basically you put yourself in a position and you sleep for an hour. You're not supposed to sleep for an hour.
2: No, exactly. But you. But so it's, it's putting the body into that state of sleep. But of course, the mind is, is still awake and you're still aware of, of what's going on around you. But it's giving your body that time to rest. So if you don't sleep well or you're not in a you know a good environment or mental space, um, it's a really nice space to give yourself just to put your body into this really comfortable position for you to be able to relax. So it's really odd, this restorative yoga, because there's no stretch involved and like, like we just said, you, you kind of think yoga and you think stretch, but actually it's the opposite. So you get into these really comfortable um, poses to be able to relax because if you're not comfortable, you won't be able to relax. And that's the whole idea. So we've got lots of cushions, blankets, uh, dim lighting. It's, it's, yeah, very relaxing.
0: Honestly, it's amazing. Self-care. For that hour, it's a good check-in as well. So even though, you know, you're getting your body in a kind of a very relaxed state, you actually check in as well. And as I've mm. said before, I make some big decisions when I'm out running, but also it gives me a chance, especially when I've done it before, just to recap or just lose yourself. There's nothing yeah. better than just grabbing a blanket, putting your body in a nice position, putting some cushions underneath, getting comfortable and just losing yourself in that deep state. Yeah. It is and it, really it's, interesting.
2: It's that space just before you fall asleep, that's what you're looking at, kind of being in that state of like, ah, oh, bliss, that... It sounds
1: lovely, like you're on a, a lovely fluffy cloud in like golden slumbers. It's interesting because you were just saying, I don't want to stretch, I haven't got time, I want to run. So how do you as someone who is quite intent on moving, yeah. energetic all the time, how are you then able to go into the, like to change your m- mindset? Is that a skill and like in itself to be able to say do you know what looking after myself isn't just going 100 miles an hour it's also being mindful knowing my body and getting in tune and being aware they're very polar opposites aren't they mm. are they actually <laughs> are they polar yeah. opposites
2: we all i think take our bodies for granted our feet carries around all day our legs and how often are we giving ourselves a foot massage for example never just little things like that that you kind of go oh my body moves my body does the day-to-day things, I can stand up, I can sit down on the toilet, day-to-day things that you don't really think about that you kind of take for granted and it's when you have an injury or a torn a muscle or something like that that you go, oh god, I'm, I'm really, I really noticed that now but actually coming to yoga and this self-care and this awareness is bringing in, oh okay, I have this body, what can I feel? What can I sense? Really getting in tune with your body. And because we lead lots of uh, wonderful busy lives, we rarely give ourselves this opportunity to just go, oh, let's just do a little check-in with myself. But it does take a lot of people to go to class, to go to a yoga studio, to give them that time because it's too difficult at home because there's loads of distractions look at us all in lockdown we went yep, I'm gonna wake up do yoga every morning it never happened fine (laughs) (laughs) so when studios did open up people were flocking back and going yeah I just need to be in a studio I need to be in the room with other people doing it um to give myself this time this space to to check in
0: and that is interesting because it's interesting what you're saying. Because when I go to class sometimes with Abby, first thing says to me right, just check in, self okay And then it's always always says, slow down, mm. slow down. What do you feel? Well, this hurts. Well, why does that hurt? And it's all of a sudden, when you're checking in, when you're running out there, you know, you do yourself MOT at mile 10, 20, whatever you go, right, my foot hurts, this hurts, etc. However, when you go into there, you all of a sudden become so self-aware of you, your body, and all of a sudden, it's like, right, I have got to slow down. I go in there, I'm 100 miles an hour, and I leave. I've checked in, I've self-cared myself. I'm like, right, I know I need to look after this. I know I need to go after that. First thing Abby said to me yesterday when I went to class was, right, we need to go after these feet. They've carried you for so long. <laughs> literally, I'm there, and all of a sudden, my face changes. I'm like, your foot hurts, right? And I'm like, yeah. yeah, my foot really hurts. And so then we spent time, and it was, it was amazing, because all of a sudden, you know you think you know your body, but after yesterday, I now know what really hurts, so I need to look after. The good thing about doing yoga and you know, which is why I always check in with it, is you get to understand your body. It's self-care. I'm conscious of it because I now need my body to recover quick. We need to get back training again, get running again, ready for the next race in eight, ten weeks time. Obviously, on the pod, we're going to talk a lot about running, but self-care and recovery is is equally important. And if we do get injured, it's how we come back from injury fitter and stronger and ready to run again or ready to train whatever you want to do. You hear a lot of professional footballers or professional sports people now doing a lot of yoga or different types of yoga to help injury prevention, help recovery. If you are in Derbyshire or if you're online, check out I'll be at MindFit Yoga. You do a lot of online classes as well still or you've got...
2: Less so now because people are loving being back in studios, Um, but because I did so much over lockdown, I've got sort of a back catalogue. So um, I set up a Facebook group in in lockdown, so I think there's over 400 classes in there that I've done over lockdown that are just still there for people to kind of go and and try and practice and find their favourite ones, do it again.
0: So there's a class for every day of the year. And more. And more.
2: That's more than Joe Wick's. It
0: is, more, it is one. <laughs> and also you do yoga retreats as well.
2: Yes, yoga retreats. So Where do yo- you go? Lots of different places. Best one was India, of course, <sighs> it had to be. Um, yeah, so I did my teacher training in, in India and then went back to teach on retreat a couple of years uh, later. And yeah, it's just a different world. They They call it Incredible India because because it is um the next one i've got two coming up uh, both in the uk one in march um and then one in august which are in the uk in lincolnshire
0: and if people want to check out your uh, yoga retreats just jump onto facebook mindfit or
1: mindfityoga.co.uk and i'm guessing as well that you don't just need to be an athlete because like you were saying no. if you sort of are more aware of your body you're very aware when things are not right just standing up, setting down, just the general stuff. Mm. If you if you injure a part of your body, it can really impact your life, can't yeah, it? Absolutely. So you don't you don't just need to be a, an athlete, do no, you? To do no, 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 absolutely not. And, yoga
2: and yoga can help with everything else that you do. Um, so, for example, there's there's one pose in yoga called Mountain Pose, and it's just standing up. <laughs>
0: that's it why have you never told me about mountain yoga
2: it's my favorite pose you literally just stand up check in with your posture make some little corrections maybe shoulders or pelvis um yeah it's fantastic and you just stand there feel the feet grounding crown of the head rising up you lengthen through the spine and everything just feels so much better just for standing and taking a moment to breathe love that
0: that's it
1: and it sounds like proper grand as well but doing the mountain pose. Mountain that pose. should be, that like should be my favourite
0: yoga pose because I like running up mountains. There you go. So when I get to the top of the mountain, I need to do the yoga mountain pose.
2: Yeah, you can do that at the top, but actually we need we need you to move. We don't need you to stand still. <laughs> yeah. You need to come back down again. Yeah. So that's why I always tell you, if you forget anything I've ever said,
0: just wiggle. Yeah.
2: <gasps> that in terms of a mantra for life anyway. Totally.
0: Brilliant. Well, it's been fantastic abby i appreciate you coming to talk to us on the pod today
1: do you know what i've never sort of understood yoga as well as that i was i was always quite intimidated about it but now having heard from abby i'm not going to say i'm going to go and try it because i probably won't but but it's definitely the way that she spoke about it, it makes more sense to me
0: absolutely i think uh, one of your challenges one week would be to attend a yoga class. I think you and Pete should go for a yoga class together. Why are you obsessed? Stop <laughs> it! Stop it! You're, You're
1: obsessed. Know. Stop it. You're obsessed with Pete.
0: <laughs> 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 it's only because Pete said he'll never exercise or well, never.
1: Won't. But the thing is though and and this is this is what I'm becoming to really like about you is that you're so enthusiastic you see the positive in everything which is like a lovely disposition and a lovely thing to have but I'm telling you now he won't exercise with you
0: I'm broken I feel as emotional to what I did when I finished the race
1: <laughs> <laughs> i just want to know um, so we do this every week how far have you run this week and I've, bear in mind it was your recovery week yeah, it's as my well
0: recovery week so i've run uh, 15 miles this week not only one go but in different geysers so i've walked a bit jogged <laughs> that a bit
1: makes me think that like <laughs> run you a did bit. a bit in like high heels a <laughs> little bit in like some that, kind of costume that's
0: another podcast <laughs> high heel running <laughs>
1: can't be good for your ankles abby wouldn't approve of that would she
0: definitely not definitely not
1: <laughs> so you've run 15 and yeah. you set me a challenge i set you a
0: challenge and i've heard that you've done awesome so <laughs> oh,
1: you would say that because you're so lovely <laughs> i haven't done awesome um so you basically set me a challenge which was to up my game from a week before so you said can you run up to 20 minutes two minutes running 30 seconds walking which the people who listen to the podcast who run all the time will be like oh that's that's super easy it's not okay it's not easy I recorded some stuff
0: yeah play my one
1: okay this I know this is a bit weird but I've come for a, an early morning gym session I've got back into swimming actually which is quite nice but it's super quiet so I thought I'd sur- surreptitiously record myself. I'm not allowed mobiles in this gym. So this could be my gym career over. Oh, oh, hold on. Let me get back to you. Amazing. Let No, not amazing. Amazing. No, not amazing. Because that almost got me kicked out of the gym.
0: <laughs> that, that's not good.
1: No, it isn't good. Right, let me play you the, let me play you the next bit. Oh, just hiding in the changing room. Oh, uh, yeah. One of the trainers <laughs> came over and told me to put my phone away. Oh, I think I'm on, like... You know if there was a naughty and nice list in the gym, you know where I'm at. Anyway, I made it to 17 minutes... And then I was like too gassy, so I just walked it out. But I did it on an incline. Do you think that was a good way to go, or do you think um, I should have just mind over I just got to twenty minutes? Okay, I'm off for a shower. Can I just clarify, gassy? I meant <laughs> by gassy. Because producer Pete's looking at me with like with weird eyes. By gassy I mean gassy is in struggling to breathe, not gassy I've had a beef burger <laughs>
0: Right. So what do you reckon? I reckon you should have slowed down the treadmill and carried on. <sighs> However, walking fast on the treadmill on an incline is a great way to start.
1: Oh, but I ended doing that. <laughs> I'm not getting anything
0: right. (laughs) Now you're getting everything right. 17 minutes. So, I think next week you should go for 20 minutes on the treadmill, but slower. Oh, okay. Or go on an incline, 2% or 3% on an incline, and fast walk for 20 minutes on the treadmill.
1: Oh, that's... Okay. So. So you're not... Now you're not on my back saying run, you're saying... You're Have basically it. saying be Harold Bishop and Neighbours and <laughs> yeah. go for a speed walk?
0: Yeah. Okay. So basically, put it on incline, 2% or 3%. Nice. I fa- like that. Nice, okay, I
1: like fast this. walk.
0: Get your heart rate going. Nice, fast walk. And then if you can manage 20 minutes, go for it.
1: Okay. Then that's what I'll do. And
0: if in future you do get gassy or out of breath,
1: just slow down. Oh yeah, I suppose I could have slowed down.
0: Just slow down. I mean,
1: it seems simple now you've
0: said that. Just slow down. I don't. You're not in a hurry. You just got to. Not in (laughs) a hurry. You just got to complete twenty minutes. You know, fifteen minutes on the treadmill. I'll try not to get kicked out as well. And just Just... remember, you enjoyed it. No, I wouldn't.
1: I mean, that (laughs) clip, that
0: clip there in the changing rooms. You actually recorded that. That I could hear the great enjoyment and the achievement. I can hear, and you know what. I'm sure and we say this all the time. You won't admit you actually enjoyed it. But I I th- secretly think you did.
1: Because you proud a proud I like the fact that we end the podcast on a really positive note where I'm going, I hate it in your games. You don't. But
0: well, it's a proud moment, isn't it? It's a proud moment. <laughs> just just put it there. No, it's a proud yeah. it's a proud moment. Yeah. You've recorded yourself because you've that just That wasn't a proud moment. No, that wasn't, but you record yourself because you've just completed on the treadmill. It's the same as me wearing my medal or a t shirt after you completed something. So when when you have finished the next half marathon, you are going to do as a group on the pod.
1: Don't just <laughs> Don't because do that. just because you've said it in a calm voice doesn't mean it's going to happen.
0: I'm pretty, quit it. I'm pretty. It. I'm Stop. pretty sure.
1: I want to talk to you next podcast about. Say, I think I mentioned it in the first podcast. My boyfriend is a teacher, and he was always like, "Oh, he shouldn't date another teacher." Should runners date runners?
0: It's an interesting topic so get in touch with the pod i want the listeners views on this should runners date other runners so get in touch with the pod craig at running it's
1: almost like you didn't feel confident in that email address <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: that's, that's because i'm check, not
1: check your notes it's written down yeah that's
0: because i'm not confident about <laughs> runners dating runners
1: oh is that it oh, okay maybe
0: maybe not get in touch with the show Craig, like stuff.com runners day and runners and we need the listeners view on this I need your view on this you need my view on this I'm not as much success rate oh, no. <laughs> anyway well thanks for listening to Running Life and Stuff this <laughs> anyway, week <laughs> let's quickly move on from
1: by uh, um, dating life and we'll see you next week bye
0: <laughs> let's just end it there as I always say to end the pod end so thank you that was Running Life and Stuff Right now, Craig's into the next adventure and he'll be back here for the next episode in two weeks. If you enjoyed the conversation, please use your app to follow or subscribe to this show so you don't miss the next one.